everybody. You're listening to A Date with Dateline. This is Kimberly. This is Katie. And this episode is called The Fire Inside. Inside <laughs> what? Inside a basement? Bedroom? I guess as opposed to an outside wildfire? But when I hear The Fire Inside, I automatically think of chlamydia. <laughs> so... I don't think it's a great title. No, I was right there with you because immediately I was thinking of Fire Down Below. And <laughs> Fire Down Below <laughs> used to be a euphemism that our very good friends Greg and Jessica would use for someone who was a oh. ginger. Oh. For, you know, that oh, was God. their euphemism. It was, it was, oh, Fire Down Below. It's- so when I saw the fire inside, I was like, oh, I hope there's a ginger in this episode. <laughs> No gingers. Not a one. No, just a lot of guinos. Well, no, and a lot of hippies. Yes. Lots of them. All of this whole thing should have taken place in Berkeley or Humboldt. Yes. The whole thing, except for the accents. Yes, it was Berkeley, Birkenstocks met with Jersey accents. It was bizarre. It was a strange, bizarre world that I did not know existed in. So, So it's just starting over. This episode is called The Fire Inside. It aired July 14th, 2017, season 26, episode 40. The lovely Andrea Canning reports. Our new follower on Twitter, Andrea Canning. And Thank you, yes, Andrea. She says that this episode is a lurid tale of sex and jealousy, to which both of my parents, who I was watching the episode with, go, ooh, at the exact same time soulmates so that you're going to hear a lot about my parents reactions to this episode they are huge dateline fans by the way march 6 2017 in teaneck new jersey that was no. odd no never heard of it but a lo- thick accents in teaneck this guido guy is a volunteer firefighter and he gets a flat tire and he sees this house on fire coincidentally it's just weird that he was a volunteer firefighter sees a fire does nothing I was surprised. to help. He did. He banged on the he door. He called 911. Yeah, I and guess. He, he looked at he, the lights. He thought no one was home because yeah, the lights were dark. He tried. He tried. Okay, sure. Yeah. I don't blame you. Guy. The victim is 59-year-old Rob Cantor, who I think was the hippie you're referring to. He kind of looked like a hippie, right? Well, we see two pictures of him, and both of which he's in a North Face jacket with scruffle. No, he looked like a hippie. I'm more I think thinking he wears of his Birkenstocks choice. with socks. Well, as he got older, before he hit 60, he wore them without, and then at 60, with socks because diabetes He died and circulation. at age 59, so sadly he never reached 60, Katie. Way to he bring was, it up. He was 59? Yeah. He looked a, a, bit, a bit older. Are you serious? I had yeah. no idea. You're lying to me. That's what I got from the episode. I could be wrong. That's what I wrote down. 59? How old did you think? Oh, my god. This gosh. is our ongoing question about... It's the people on Alaskan Bush people guessing how old they are. And you always guess 20 years too old because the Alaskan Bush is rough living. I did. I thought he was 70, 71, 68 to 71. It's at 59. (laughs) Katie is in shock right now. She's leaning back. I've never seen her so shocked. Usually a murder would make people this shocked. It is the age of someone that is making Katie this shocked. I had no Was idea. It, it changes long, everything for me. the hair? Because he looks so scruffy, st- kind of. Uh, but we also didn't get great pictures of him. No. So, I mean, he just sort of looked like an, a grandpa. 
who maybe uses that all-natural Tom's toothpaste. Definitely uses all-natural Tom's toothpaste, Tom's deodorant, yeah. or maybe no deodorant, maybe right. rubs a crystal under there, whatever's <laughs> going on that people do. I don't know if that's right. Oh, God, I was going to go to Gwyneth Paltrow goop. You guys know no, what stop I'm talking that. about. Yeah, I know. What they, you're they put crystals other places. It's just horribly wrong. So he was 59, according to my notes. Again, I could be wrong. The autopsy found that it was not the fire that killed him. It was a bullet in the back of his head. He was shot execution style. Now, Dateline says we're going to learn about two other arson murders. Murders that arson tried to cover up. And could those killers be the same killer that killed Rob Cantor? So everyone loved this Rob Cantor. He was an amazing guy. He probably loved life, but I feel like in a very toned down, mild way. Just a gentle way. They never just, say anything about him loving life. They said he was an amazing guy. No yes, one they could say, say he a was bad pleasant. word about him. He was pleasant, pleasant and nice. Yeah, That's why I feel like he loved life in the most walk in the park, just smelling the roses. That was his big day. I went for a walk in the park today. Sweet. Right, that's he what... had a simple life. So he's a nature guy. We Is he? Assume. I don't know how that up. I mean, I assumed that he was a nature guy, too. But now I'm looking at my notes and I'm remembering about him being a software engineer. Yeah, but for some reason, we've painted him as a hippie who smokes marijuana all the time. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it like that. That's how he was. This is how we're picturing him because they really didn't give us very much to Forget that he was a software engineer. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't happen. Okay, so there were three arson homicides in the county in the past year. This was the third. Dolores, who was an older woman, not the best photo of her, and Joan, who was 74, who was a community activist. She seemed pretty awesome. So Rob Cantor, the victim, had been getting some creepy emails from strange email addresses saying they knew where he was, they had seen him meet with the lady. We meet this Sergeant Celia Love, who I feel like we've met on another dateline. She seemed very familiar to me. On hmm. I, I noticed almost nothing about her. Twitter was a buzz. They thought her arms were so jacked. They were obsessed with her inviting them to the gun show. I didn't. Did you? That's notice? hilarious. They I were didn't like, know. I, I I noticed something that we can discuss later. You, about Celia? you may have noticed this that she was in the Celia. trial the whole time in the front row. It was much more about her reckless side eye yes. at the trial. <laughs> yes. God, she's just right there in the front row. Her facial expressions are drawing all the focus away from the lawyer. You can't have a jury see one of the main investigators on the case giving side eye. That she was throwing so much shade at the defense attorney. She almost fully was like, "Huh, really?" Like that's it was. I expected something audible, and the judge would have to be like, "Miss Love, please stop," because she was right there. (laughs) I didn't. Can we remove Ms. Love from the front row? <laughs> so two women in Rob's life, his lover, ew. I really thought we had made it so clear to Dateline that we stringently oppose the word lover being said by any host in all capacities across the board. It's in all the articles, too, about this his case. His lover, Sophie. Oh, it's every single one. Yeah, his lover. Why don't you just say mistress? Yes. Uh, okay, so his lover, Sophie Manu, who is super French, like crazy French, like super a French caricature of a person, and his <laughs> his wife, Susan, who he was estranged from. They were planning yeah. to get a divorce. 
So she kind of has an alibi, the wife. She was on the phone with a friend the night of the murder. Sophie, the lover, had seen him hours before he died. He and some guy friends had driven into New York City to meet her and her eight-year-old daughter at a museum, which is the weirdest group date I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. That just... I, I don't know. They tell Sophie that he was murdered, and she's crying, and then they tell her where he was murdered, in the bedroom basement. She starts sobbing hysterically, and Andrea is puzzled, as one would be, and Sophie, the lover, says that the bedroom basement makes her cry because it was the first place they consummated their relationship. What? I'm, I, this episode, I can't. My dad yells out, too much information, and I concur. <laughs> it was a, it's a problem. We do not need to know where you consummated. But it turns out it's actually like key to the case. <laughs> we, oh, my God, do we hear so much about their having sex in this basement. Oh, we also find out that my dad does not think Sophie is a looker like Andrea Canning. So just in case you were wondering. Oh, your dad. Oh, your dad. Just in case you were wondering what Bob thinks. He was not as impressed with Sophie. Wow. He really loves Andrea, though. Here's the twist, is that so while Rob is still married, but kind of getting a divorce, Sophie is also married to this Asian New Jersey man named Tony Tung. And it is very rare to see an Asian person on Dateline. And I love the equality they have in this season. Any race can kill you. It's great. (laughs) So any sexual orientation, any race, any age can be a murderer. They're just going across the board. Open equality, arms, a Benetton ad (laughs) this season. It's been great. So we've we've had lesbians. We've had old people. We've had young people, teenagers. We've had black people, white people. Now we have an Asian person. It's great. So it's all about equality on Dateline. Okay, so... Tony was Mr. Mom taking care of the kids. People on Twitter found this very offensive. Apparently, you are not supposed to say Mr. Mom anymore because dads are expected to take care of the kids just like moms are. Like when my friend Greg says he's babysitting his son. You're not babysitting. You're the dad. You're supposed to... The mom doesn't call it babysitting when she's with her child. So they don't like the Did Mr. You mom not, thing. I'm sorry. I think that I just immediately assume that they're referring to the movie where he takes stays home and takes care of the kids yes it's Michael but it's not supposed to be so unusual that you make a catchphrase about it they're not just but why can't they just say it like it's they're talking about the movie he's a mr because Mom. the movie was made a thousand years ago and nowadays it's fairly common so the, you're you're using the phrase like mom implies taking care of the kids so a mr mom is a guy who does the woman's work i'm upset you sound really upset. I am. I'm upset. <laughs> okay. So he, t- speaking of upset, Tony was upset yes, to was. learn about <laughs> Sophie's affair. Yeah. But he's kind of over it now, he says. He's like, that was like a year ago. I am not still mad about that. So by the time Rob was murdered, he's all cool with it. Oh, and then my dad starts to talk about Frank, my mom's imaginary boyfriend who lives upstairs, because my dad is stuck downstairs in the hospital bed recovering from his hip surgery. And so he thinks that my mom has an imaginary boyfriend, Frank, who lives upstairs. So whenever my mom goes upstairs, my dad's like, how's Frank? Did you tell Frank I said hi? And I don't want to share you with Frank anymore. You could just have him. 
I'm going to leave. So getting back to the show, Rob's friends are upset that it's taking so long to convict anybody. So they start picketing outside the government buildings, including this one coworker who is amazing. He looks like a, an extra on the Sopranos. He sounds like one, but he has, seems like he has a heart of gold and he really loved Rob. And really he, loved Rob. A, Rob was his coworker, just a coworker, but a strong bromance there. And ooh, I just got an alternate theory. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say I have an alternate theory about. So leather they jacket. really want this kid. Did he have a leather jacket? Yeah, he really he was. He did. He had a puffy leather jacket. Um, um, Asian Tony Tung re- admits you, that he don't went... qualify it. Okay, just Tony. Tony Tung. Tony Tung. Can I say Tony Tung? You could say Tony Tung, it's his name. He has such a thick Jersey accent. He definitely does. His accent Dude, also, th- I didn't feel like, was prevalent the entire time. All of a sudden, it hit me with a bang later on. But I'll tell you when. You're, sorry, you're not there yet. Okay, so press on. Do little kids in New Jersey have that accent? Like yeah, on the it, playground? Yeah, I think it's adorable. I've, I want to see one. I don't think I've seen one. I think bullying is a whole different thing in New Jersey. If a little kid... <laughs> You your mom smells. Like... <laughs> your dad is poor. I do think it's like my dad will kill you and put you in a dumpster. I know. Do you think it's like mafia? Give me that Twix mafia bar. Talk? I want that oh my Twix. God. <laughs> okay. So Tony Tung admits that he went to Rob's house to ask him to stop the affair. I guess that's something you do. You go, hey, will you please stop having an affair with my wife? And then the other person's just like, Sure. But Rob didn't say sure. Rob was like, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. That's what he said. I'll have to think about it or something. I'll get back. Can I get catch you on the flip side? Can I Can I have a rain check on that Let me see deciding? her a few more times and then I'll let you know. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Do it that way. He says more things at this point, but I don't know what he said because my mom and dad were discussing how Andrea's green sweater brings out the color in her eyes. So I missed a large chunk of what he was saying. Of what Tony was saying? Yes. I did catch that he said that he and Rob had light chit-chat when he went to go visit him. Yes. And then he asked to see the basement bedroom where Rob had sex with his wife. What? He wanted to see how she was treated. Like how Rob treated her in a crappy basement. And he's like... You took my wife down there, and he really has the Guido accent there, but he wants to see it, and he's so offended that his wife was bedded in this basement bedroom. Yeah. He would have been okay, maybe, if it was a nicer bedroom, like if there were roses on it, and it had curtains and windows and wasn't in a basement. Or is he thinking, my wife would rather have sex in this basement dungeon than with me? This is not, I don't know why we're so caught up on the basement or why Tony is. The daughters live down there. The teenage daughters of yes, Rob and his wife. Sorry, what's the wife's name? What's wrong with me? Susan. Susan. Rob and Susan. They're, so the girls lived or in high school. That was their hangout in their bedroom in the basement. I because, thought it was they visited there when they came back from college. No, it was not. They would That's stay where there. they hung out in high school. They wanted the basement bedroom, probably because it's more private. We can, I guess we can get into the basement now because, well, maybe you're going to get to this, but it sort of comes out in the conversation that I guess why they kept going down to the basement is that Susan still lived there. Did you get that? Yeah, I guess so. At all? Yeah, I think that's true. 
But they weren't like having when did sex she... when she was there, right? Well, I don't know, maybe. But then when did Susan move out? Because I seem to remember earlier in the episode, they're very specific that they're estranged, they're yeah. separated. Yeah. I mean, also, look, New Jersey, New York apartments are crazy expensive, right? This is... right. So maybe they owned this house without how they were going to split up the New Jersey house yet. And so right. she was still living there. And so he was maybe, was Rob sneaking her into the basement? No, I sort of got the feeling he wanted to be respectful right. and not have sex with his mistress in his marital bed. Yes. So instead, went, he had it in his children's bed in the basement. Oh, I'm going to throw up. That's terrible. <laughs> That was sort of Wait, my Did your parents have any reaction to the basement situation? Did they have anything to say about that? Uh, no, nothing. But to me, the basement was the full theme of this episode. The fact that it caused Sophie, the French lover, to burst into tears because it was where they consummated. Like it was this magical location that she will never forget. And then it's where the fire started. Hello. It's... Yeah. It's... Fi- we just know too much about this basement, I think. But here's, it gets even weirder. So Tony not only asks to see the basement, he goes back to visit Rob two more times. And yeah. they have these cordial talks. He's like, we had a lot in common. We both like food and, you know, screwing my wife. I, and Andrea just cannot believe this. What? No, she can't. Oh, okay, you both like to eat? Okay, sure, that's great. He says this was a year before the murder, though. So, again, he says he was over it by this time. Yeah. He says the night of the murder, he was at home watching TV, reading, cleaning the computers, which I was, (laughs) what? So dumb. I'm picturing wiping them down, like, with a damp cloth. Oh, I thought that, too. You're not. Don't worry about it. That's what I was picturing. But no, I think that cleaning, here's the deal. The reason I thought it was wiped down, did you see the pictures of his office? No. Oh my goodness. Hoarder filthy. (gasps) Just stuff piled all around. They kept showing this one picture. Did anybody on Twitter say anything? No, no. All right, I'll post a picture on Facebook. It was crazy. I was like, yeah, he had to clean it. Oh my gosh. Because it probably had, you know, like... Rock star spilled on it. I don't know. It was gross. There were like cans. Didn't he say and wasn't stuff. it like an office workspace that he had with her money after the kids started school? I think he started a computer business in the garage or something with her money. They said that he started a store or a repair something store? like that. But, yeah, but the, you're saying but it the was store, like cans, papers, and office stuff, and just stuff everywhere. It was a mess. Wow. So I legit thought cleaning was actually wiping down down as well okay good not wiping data well we find out that it actually meant wiping data and that all of those mysterious emails that rob was getting came from tony the night of the murder he wiped all his computers tons of data and that was enough for them that he did it the night of the murder so they arrest him he points out that he was arrested in his boxers thanks for that visual tony so the trial starts And the prosecution says that the reason that this murder happened after a year of nothing happening is that Tony found out that day that Rob had met his daughter, like one of the children, that Sophie had introduced Rob to one of the children. And that was the thing that broke the camel's back and that he somehow went to New Jersey and shot him. Okay, Sophie takes the stand with the thickest French accent. 
I've ever heard. She's like a cartoon skunk, French accent. Very thick. Right? So she says that her and Rob met at a science lecture and found out they both love running. So they start having an affair, as you do. So I guess you do. I guess I'll never have an affair because you will never see me at a science lecture or running ever. They <laughs> you just won't have an affair with Rob or people like Rob. That's true. So they go to the bedroom. She tells this story in the basement, and she says they made love. And I don't know what the better phrase is for it, but I don't need a French woman who has been referred to as a lover who also said yeah. consummated. Also saying making love. It's just too much. That is three <laughs> strikes and you're out, Sophie. I can't with you right now. I'm done. I'm watching this episode with my parents, by the way. This is yeah, now getting I'm... more uncomfortable than when we watched Devil's Advocate together in the theater. Oh, God. And in the theater? Yes. And there's like a three-way. There's a lesbian sex. There's like, there's just all sorts of naked. You see Charlize Theron's vagina. It's just... <laughs> It is you, so uncomfortable. No. The minute that started happening, you needed to be, I have a really bad stomach ache. That's when you fake appendicitis. And you fake an emergency. Do I take us all out of the theater or do yes. I just go to the bathroom and hide for the rest no. of the movie? No, you say, I really, I'm so sorry. We have to go home. My stomach hurts so bad. That's when you pull that because you know that it's just going to get worse. The minute that stuff starts happening, you got to cut your losses. You don't See, want that memory. These are the lessons that, that I did not know in high school, but we're helping people. So That's horrible. kids out there, if you're watching with your parents. That's what you do. Devil's advocate or... Um, Harold and Kumar, the second one, where all the girls yeah. are wearing tops but no bottoms. Why? Why are you going to R-rated movies with your parents that are not diehard? Those are fine. Go see any of the, you know, X-Men, whatever, with your parents. So now I'm just just all over the place. Okay, sorry. We are at Sophie's. Sophie is giving testimony in a silky blouse. So, which we'll get we'll okay. get to. I have a thing about Sophie's courtroom outfits, okay. but it's fine. So press on. Going back to Sophie, she seems to agree with what we said earlier that Tony is mostly upset about the fact that they slept together in this basement bedroom and the fact that Rob is an older man. If yeah. it was a younger hot guy and in a Ritz Carlton suite, he would have been okay with it. But he seems to really not like the basement and the fact that Rob is so much older. So after Sophie testifies, Rob's wife slash ex-wife, Susan, embraces her and they hug and they cry, the two women. It was it was beautiful, but also gross because she was the lover and she had just heard about consummating. And you said lover a lot. They said lover a lot. You said, I think that we established that Lover was okay if the person was French. And this is, Sophie is as French as it gets. Did we say We've that rule? Did you a, establish a, that rule? In a previous episode, might have been Secret in the Desert. It's one of those other episodes, one of our earliest episodes. I can no, buy saying that. I don't remember, but I, I can. I think I right. said it and you disagreed, but it's true. That sounds right. So. Definitely okay. sounds right. Me disagreeing with you <laughs> always sounds right. We find out that Tony went and bought a gun a year before the murder. It's very interesting. So my mom goes, hey, I think that defense lawyer has a dangling earring. And we all make fun of her. And we're like, no, you're you're seeing things, mom. So Tony is in shock that Andrea thinks this is where I started to think he was a little slow. 
Tony is in shock that Andrea thinks that him wiping the computers and going to see Rob looks suspicious. He's like, what? But I didn't kill her. What? That's, that's the answer to everything. Just, I didn't kill her. But Andrea's like, you wiped the computers the night of the murder, and you had gone to see him multiple times. He's like, but I didn't kill her. What are you talking him. about? You didn't kill him. What are you talking about? <laughs> so then we finally all see the dangly earring on the defense lawyer. It's like a hoop. By the What do you want to say? I noticed it when your mom noticed she, it. You sh- really? I have, in, I have in my notes, they flashed the defense attorney, and I said... In caps, does he have an earring? An earring is spelled wrong because I was typing so fast. <laughs> uh, me and your mom. Don't ever. Eagle-ize. You don't want. But she does Eagle-ize. really. She's like a savant who like catches the she most is. random things and then doesn't know what the word epiphany means. So she really <sighs> might be a weird kind of genius. So she's, yeah, mm-hmm. she saw the earring. Then we all see it. But it's like a hoop. And it constantly it's shakes. A big hoop. I don't know if he's shaking a... his head or not, but it is shaking, and Andrea can't stop looking at it. So at one point in the interview, she starts looking away. Go back and watch. She literally, her eyes are, keep being drawn to it, and then she just looks away for the rest of the oh, interview. Oh, Andrea. Oh. I know. She's a pro. She's always I want to know. Well, she probably so, was going to start laughing. It's like if you and I are I together watching something that's a bit awkward. Yes. We can't look. Yes. At, yeah. You can't look at the thing. Yes. Yeah. So you have to look down yes. and to she the had right. the, She had the church giggles. She <laughs> For sure. So this is the best part. Tony tried to ask a friend in Texas for a 380 magazine for his gun a few months before the murder. Why? Because he says it was a conversation starter. Andrea, at this point, just busts out laughing right in Tony's face. She cannot contain it. She's usually so deadpan. She's just, she can't. She's like, no, I'm sorry. No, Tony. A, a conversation starter's like, how are your children? It is not, can I get a 380 magazine for this gun? The defense lawyer with the earring hoop says that we have no proof that Tony was in New Jersey that night. There's no toll booth videos. There's nothing like that. Like, how did he get to New Jersey? And why do we have no proof that he was there? And then he's in his closing, he does this weird hippie thing where he's like, we have to do what is right in here, pointing to our brains, but not what's right in here, like in our hearts. Or maybe he did the opposite. I don't know. But it should be both. I don't think that's the right thing to say to a jury because they should be following their brains. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I think I think Cecilia Love was given some side eye at that oh, yeah. too. She was really struggling to follow him. But it did confuse the jury because the jury has to deliberate for four days. Shocked me. I think that means that the food they were getting was really good because to me, this should not have taken four days to deliberate. There was no physical evidence. There was no physical evidence. It, I, I agree with you. And everyone on Twitter was very upset. But I 100% yeah. was like, there's plenty. There is enough for me. He's guilty. Really? 100%. We'll have to get yeah. into this because I did not think there was yeah. enough. A lot of people on Twitter thought there wasn't enough. Well, I'm with a lot of people on yeah, Twitter. I am against all of but, you. Okay, so of he's found guilty after four days. He says he didn't do it. His speech is, I'm a father, and I would never take away these girls' fathers. And I was like, oh, yeah, Rob had kids. I keep forgetting that he had children. But then I remember, oh, yeah, they were in that basement that was being used as, like, a sex party house. So we get to meet the coworker again. And he says, please, like, never let him see the light of day to the judge. And he gets 
full life sentence. He got he was sentenced to life uh, with no possibility of early release. Yeah. So for the for the first charge of murder, we are not given any other sentencing on the other. By the way, eleven charges, mm. which I have. Oh, good. Okay. So then the episode ends, and we never find out a single thing about those other two murders. Those two I old ladies that it. were stabbed. I was so surprised. They never mention it again. No, it's, it's it. It's it. No, they don't I, go, OPS, BT dubs, that was a totally another thing. That's they should next have week. said something. That's it's two yeah, hours. Gonna... Two hours. Two hour yes. episode. The wrapped off These one hour episodes are so brutal because they just brush right over them. They brought yeah. those up and now they're gone. I yeah. can't. My OMG moment happened directly after the episode ended when the news started and there's news of a fire in a hotel and my mom and I both said, oy vey, at the same time. And I was like, oh, I'm turning into my mother. I must leave this house immediately. That was my OMG moment from the news after Dateline. So (laughs) what do I have for a classic Dateline moment? Do you have anything key moments you want to add or bring up before I go into my classic Dateline moment? Yeah, I had an OMG moment. Which was the earring, which I oh. already discussed, the pirate hoop that I couldn't even begin. Yeah, that was a big <laughs> that was a big deal for me. The one it was one earring. Who does that anymore? No, people on Twitter were upset. They also said if he was wearing jeans and a t shirt, it still wouldn't have been a good look, let alone in a courtroom. No, none of it. None of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Why did you hire a lawyer with a earring? Bad choice, Tony. Yep. Classic dateline date moment. Line? was uh, Andrea says, it is said that everyone has three lives, a public life, a private (laughs) life, and a secret life. Now that sounds so exhausting, having that many lives. I'm going to stick with just one, I've decided. It's going to be my private life. It's going to be me on my couch with my dog. I am going to skip the public life and the secret life altogether because I do not have the energy for that right now. So for me, just one life. You can have two. Do you have three? I don't know. No, I don't have three. Do you have I'm two? Try- I'm trying to have two. Yeah, it's a struggle just to have two, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a struggle to have two. The How secret these, life seems have really three? difficult. Also, who it wasn't? Who was it a secret from? Well, she had a. Well, it became not a secret. Really but I quickly. Guess very quickly became not a secret. That's true. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, mm. it pre- seemed like everyone pretty much knew. So not so much a secret. And uh, my MVP here would be Andrea, because I think no one else won in this episode. It was just... Andrea in the mint green sweater. was a winner. No one else won, in my opinion. Did you have any winners, MVPs? Yeah, my MVP was... uh, Strangely, I very much liked Celia Love. Well, I guess that's not strange. I liked her a lot. No, we liked her. I thought the prosecutor that came on for the trial, Wayne, I think his name was, I thought that he was very dramatic and I liked his style. (laughs) People on Twitter thought he was way too dramatic. He was the one that I also, he uh, he was my classic Dateline moment because he did the oldest motive in the world. She and he done him wrong. That was (laughs) his, yeah. But also, he was kind of driving me nuts because I didn't understand why he had so much stubble on his upper lip. Did you see it? It was really intense stubble. Like he just didn't shave for the Yeah, trial? for his Dateline episode. And I don't oh. understand why you don't shave completely for your Dateline interview. You need to you you think, shave that. Do you think we could start a business that is personal consulting for people who are about to appear on Dateline? 
now that you're friends with Andrea Canning on Twitter, can we maybe have a conversation with her and she can tell us what happens in the setup for the actual filming of the episode? Do they have a stylist come in? Do they have a rack of wardrobe? Do they have people consulting on hair and makeup? What does Dateline offer you when you come in for your interviews? Because they've got to have some of that stuff, right? We got to find out what it is. I think, and we're skipping ahead a little to Joan Rivers Fashion Police, but... I, we think, I sometimes think that the people they don't like as much or the people who they think are kind of the maybe might be the killer, they don't put as much effort into their looks. So they don't pat them down. They keep them oily. Remember that novelist who had the big water stain on his yes. shirt? Yes, and, I do remember and that. None of the producers or wardrobe people said a single thing. They wanted him to look like a doofus on TV. They, they put Tony in that sweater that is so nubby and ridiculous a prison sweater i think it came out of the prison lost and found i think and maybe. they shoved it on him and it might have bed bugs and they shoved it oh, on God. him right before and it looks itchy just oh, wow. very uncomfortable wow, wow, um wow. so i think there might be a person but they just go no you look great to people that they don't want to look good no yeah. that sweater looks great on you tony but in reality it looks terrible so I really think this could be a, a new career for us. So we'll My, just quit we, this. Wait, do you... Do we could you, do both. Are you moving on to Fashion Police? What are you doing? No, I was going to go to Loser of the Episode. Oh, what's who's your loser? My loser of the episode are basement bedrooms everywhere. <laughs> because they are now ruined. Just done. That 70s show kind of made them charming. And now they are just ruined. Because lovers happen there. And also maybe I feel like French people didn't come off looking that great in this episode. French. To me? I think they look all. fine. French people do not care also. No oh, one. Yeah, that's true. They don't give two hoots what we think they about They do them. not care. They are fine. Mm-hmm. I loved it at the end that Tony's family, his three daughters who he raised as quote unquote Mr. Mom, they were all in Europe living with their mom in some new like fancy French Ooh. European or slash European lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, they I gave think she up got what she wanted. Dad. She yeah. always got she I think she wanted her daughters to be more continental and she got it. She got yeah. away from that loser husband in the bad sweater. It's definitely um, it's definitely possible. Oh, I did forget one fashion police thing that came up on Twitter that I did not notice. There, maybe you noticed there was one guy. I think it was an investigator mm-hmm. who was had a a shirt, a collared shirt that had a huge dirt stain on it, <gasps> and it I didn't. really bothered a lot of people on Twitter. I did not notice which one was it, and I'm embarrassed. I don't know, and I don't. I, I didn't notice it. Oh, okay. But we'll it find drove it. a lot of the OCD people crazy, oh, and it would have driven me crazy too if I had seen it. Because again, I th- I don't know why. Yes, it, there needs to be someone behind the camera, one of us being like, he has dirt all over his shirt. You want us to trust this investigator? We're not going to trust him. He came to keep his shirt clean. <laughs> For Dateline, use a, use a shout wipe and then move on. It's not that hard. <laughs> That's true. Okay, That's what else do you buddy. have for fashion police? Oh, for fat. Okay, so for fashion police, I wanted to really quickly go through the unbelievably French style of Sophie Minot at mm. the trial, which was the silky blouse unbuttoned. Mm. Did you notice how many buttons were undone? So there were mm. a lot of undone buttons with mm-hmm. sort of long. Because dang- she's a lover. She is a lover. She was wearing these sort of long, dangly antique earrings with sort of a man-style camel-colored blazer over the top that was a little big, so sort of sloppy almost. And her hair was sort of... She had this yes, sort of... Yes, like wild. She had wild lover hair. And it was... Yes, she like, did. She was like Bedhead, a Bedhead, like I had yeah. just come 
from a romp in the sack with somebody. But then perfect skin. So just flawless skin and just sort of small facial features. No, she was ridiculous. This sort of, sometimes men love that wild horse thing. But she's got that super romantic accent. It's not, it's not even just how she looks. It's her whole persona. It's that whole thing that she had going on. Wow, so it then did I, nothing for me. Well, that's, you're not a lover. <laughs> no, <laughs> not a lover. Clearly. You're not Clearly. a lover. You're a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then I want to talk about how Andrea moved through a series of mint green sweaters, aqua to seafoam to yes. mint green. The yes. entire episode, there were yes. two very brief moments where she's in a different blue color, but really it was a green, sort of a mint green blouse to a mint green rib sweater, then the sort of a seafoam cashmere sweater. She wore the same color. She didn't change. She didn't... Well, I think what her stylist... Her stylist is doing like a themed thing. Each episode will now have a color scheme. You know, like paint samples, mm-hmm. different shades of the same color. Right, and this that's was what her they blue did. period. And no, so it was her mint green period. Her this mint was green gr- period. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to see more of. And then in another episode, maybe there'll be a lot of pink peach hues, you know? True, and then... or like a lavender. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. That's what I but... think. She's going through phases. I think her eyes are like a blue-green. I think they're the kind of eyes that change color. I think if really? she wears a more green shirt, they show up more green. I think they're an aqua. That's what okay. I think. Okay. Aqua seems... I consider aqua blue, so I still think I won that bet. But I think aqua I has green, un- green undertones. That it if does. If you wear something green, it brings out more green in your eyes. Okay. I, yeah. I, I'll submit to that. I am solving that argument right now. Okay, Between that's you and fine. your parents. Did you have Peace any maker. alternative theories? I'm not convinced about Tony, period. But I want to talk really quick, since it's alternative theories, the information I found out. Okay. So there were 11 charges brought against him. He was found guilty on eight of them. And the ones he was found guilty on were murder, arson, desecrating human remains. (gasps) I know. Destroying And destroying evidence. Those Mm -hmm. were some of the ones he was convicted of. But yeah, desecrating human remains, I thought, sounds so sinister. It sounds like a Jeffrey Dahmer verdict. Mm -hmm. And then he was acquitted of felony murder. Hmm. So I don't know what the difference is between murder one and felony murder, but he was acquitted of that and then acquitted of burglary charges. So I guess they tried to bring up burglary charges. Were there things missing in the house? I don't know. It was all burned to the ground. That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. Yeah, were they managed? Okay, So my other thing, here's the problem that I have. He was arrested in May 2012. This did not come to trial in fall 2015. Wow. What the heck took three years? Wow. And he was in jail that whole time. Yeah, I think he's in jail that whole time. So it makes sense that Sophie moved with the girls, right? Mm -hmm. When you find that out, you're like, okay. But I thought that was a little, they sort of glossed over it really quickly. And that seemed crazy to me. But I don't, I'm not convinced that they had enough to convict him. A few people were just furious and they were like, it's just because he's Asian and that's why he was what? convicted. They had no evidence. Yeah, you know, people on Twitter. And then, but why? Most, because he's most, Asian. I don't know. But most people, there wasn't enough to convict him because it was all circumstantial. But here's my thing. Before DNA, all cases were circumstantial. Like, you rare, very rarely had eyewitnesses being like, yes, they did it, or a person confessing, yes, I did it. Usually it was a set of yeah. circumstances, and reasonable doubt is very vague, but to me, it made perfect sense that he did it. There was no one else. Unless we go with my alternate theory, which is that 
Rob was at the museum earlier in the day and he said something really dumb and Sophie is French and kind of an art snob and was like, oh my God, I have to murder this guy. He just called a Monet a Manet. He has to go. And also my husband with the sweaters is driving me crazy. So I'm going to kill Rob <laughs> and then frame my dumbass husband for it. And then she told him to clean his computers because she's like, I put the I put the porn, porn, I put the porn on your computer. The pornography. The pornography. You must wipe it in case the police ever come for us for random questioning. And her husband's like, okay. You're French. I'll do whatever you say. So I think she told her husband okay. to clean his computers because she wanted to frame him for murder. And then she could get rid of both guys and get her kids and go live in France with smarter people than us. Yeah. Um, while the phone is ringing, I is wonder a, if Is my that mom... a landline in the background? Yes, it is. <laughs> my parents do oh, have a boy. landline. I, I love it. Did your parents think he did it? Uh, yeah. My dad thought, though, that it didn't have to do with the affair, that when Tony went to talk to Rob and they started talking about food and cooking, they got into a big argument about cooking styles or what types of food cuisines are better. One guy liked one. Yes. Or maybe one guy liked Taco Bell and one person liked Del Taco. I don't know. But he thinks that was the fight that caused the whole thing. It it, it didn't really have a lot of (laughs) facts behind it. Okay, do you have any alternate titles? Yeah, I do. Go for it. What do you have? Oh, I should do mine first. They're not very good. Yours are always better than mine. Do you always say that? Mine have not been good in many episodes. I have the mohair murderer, and then I have (laughs) a little bit of a pun, which is love and death in the basement, but I want love to be spelled like love. Oh, my God. Like the love. Yeah, I got it. You're welcome. Yeah, I got it. Oh, boy. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Love and death in the basement. It's good. That's classy. Uh, ish. Um, it's classy. Yeah. Ish. What do you have? My alternate titles are: My dad thinks the light blue top washes out Andrea. <laughs> Second title: Love in a basement bedroom to the tune of Love in an elevator. You didn't like oh. that one at all, okay? Yeah. She, I she groaned at that one. This next one is. Conversation starter tips for the socially awkward. Step one, ask for a gun magazine. That's good. Okay. And my last one, going with my friends theme, I'm going to keep with these friends titles. The one where nobody cared about the two old ladies who were murdered. That's so good. One of whom is named literally Dolores. Yes. Which is, you can't be under 70 and have the name Dolores. She was 74, I think. And no one cares. We're just over it. Wait, how? How about this one? The pirate defense, colon, <laughs> are you sure he did it? Oh, my God. Because no. of the pirate earring. Yeah, I, oh, I got it. I got okay. it. Just making sure you got it. Yeah, no, I, oh, I for sure got it. Okay. Okay. What did Twitter say? Let's go to Twitter really fast. See if we I have, love, okay. I love Twitter. I know. Anything from Adam Swiderski? Yes, I have a couple. Jer- yes. Jeremy Bradley. I once knew a Tony tongue. Good times. Who warm in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, a lot about the sweater. You're a lamb. Prison gets chilly at night. <laughs> that's all. That's great. Because they did um, try to surprise us. We R- should mention that. They didn't yeah. tell us. Yeah. RDR. Did Tony knit that sweater in prison? No, I don't think they allow you knitting needles, but they might allow you crochet hooks. Rayford. He's about that pirate life. <laughs> See? You're not <laughs> thought you might like that one this is my example of the fights that people get on twitter which are classic 
two exact different responses came at the same time. Atomic Brunette, how dare Tony use Indiana Jones as an alibi? At the exact <gasps> same time, Square Bear, if Indiana Jones isn't the best alibi ever, then I don't want to go on. <laughs> That's right. If people can fight about these things, that that, I, we have that, no hope for politics. I don't think you mentioned that that was his alibi, that he said he had watched two, yeah. like an Indiana Jones marathon and he couldn't possibly marathon. have left the house. Oh, brother. Yes. Um, Adam Swiderski, <gasps> I want to see these two lawyers in a production of Waiting for Godot. <laughs> the, seriously, the two lawyers were amazing. It was this very calm, dramatic prosecutor and then the the pirate lawyer yes. was all over the map he had like shaky hands going at one point did you see him he was sort of waving <laughs> his hand up in the air like a baptist preacher he was doing the <laughs> he was great oh just the white-haired uh, wizards of new jersey jay malstead did anyone think it was weird how sophie was basically making out with the microphone while speaking on the stand I did. She was she 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 would come very close and then talk about the things like this. And she was very soft spoken, and then she would put up her glasses. Taggy Angel. Oh, excuse me, my blouse is unbuttoned. Okay, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Taggy Angel. I know this fool isn't wearing an earring in court. Tony, you in danger, girl. Um, wait, I had to include that. Because I was at this big event with Whoopi Goldberg yesterday, and I was sitting two rows behind her, and they showed a clip of her reel, and they did the "You in danger, Molly, you in danger, girl." Molly, you in danger, girl. And I hooted like "Woo!" And Whoopi gave side side look, like "Who did that? Like why did that get such a big reaction?" I was so embarrassed. Didn't anybody else hoot? Uh, I think so, but I was sitting right behind her. So I think it startled her. I think it startled Whoopi. I'm so sorry, Whoopi. It's such a good line. I'm going to cross-stitch it on like a pillow. Adam Swiderski again. This murder couldn't have happened any other way. Jesus, get on with it, guy. Are you being paid by the minute or what? <laughs> okay, so many people commented on how slow talking. Yeah, he was. See, Gary Georgievich Rob, hey guys, do you want to go to a museum and visit my girlfriend and her daughter? Dudes, um, I guess. Yeah, seriously. Hey, hey, Amber says, my coworkers don't even do their own job. Rob's coworkers are trying to get justice for his death. I mean, sigh. <laughs> I feel bad for Amber. <laughs> um, RDR, I love RDR. I'm not racist, but I was not expecting that voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Marty G. Maybe she just went didn't want tongue for her last name anymore. That would so be a valid reason to do this whole thing. You just didn't want to be tongue your last name anymore. That's valid. S H uh, sweet lady. Hi, sir. Please take me to the room you banged my wife in. Um, a couple more from Twitter. We have Twitter was on fire tonight. I'm sorry I picked so many, but I couldn't not. Will Richardson. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again, but spelled like the band. Yes. Do you remember the band? Of course I do. Yeah. I feel like we're definitely alienating our younger viewers with this one because that was like 80s. No, it was 90s. 90s? Yeah, it was 90s. It Was it pronounced Tony, Tony, Tony? Yes, pronounced Tony, 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 but spelled oh, all boy. three different ways. Was it three yes. people called Tony? I do not know. Don't I think so many Tony, questions. Tony, Tony was one dude. One dude. But he spelled... 
Maybe he had multiple personalities. I have many questions. Can I'm sorry. Can you imagine him trying to pitch that name to music producers? Like he <laughs> went to Warner Brothers, or he went to, you know, one of these sound Warner Brothers people. Music Group now. Yeah, Warner Music. Yeah. Okay, sure. And said, was like, so I I'm a musician, and what's your okay? So what's your name? Well, my name is Tony Blank, but I'm gonna go with Tony, 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 all spelled different ways. I think everyone in the room would like, just be silent. No, I think they'd be like, this is the 90s. Anything goes. Sure. You're wearing hammer pants. I was just going to say, I love anything. your bugle boys. <laughs> yeah. So anything goes. <laughs> Who are we to judge? Look at what we're wearing. <laughs> Do you see how crunchy my bangs are? Feels good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one to judge your name. Yeah. Whitney, Tony should have been arrested for that stupid sweater. <laughs> um, Michael Scutero. Just because it clicks for the rest of the episode, I'm calling him DJ Tony Tongue. Like, <laughs> I love it so much. It does. Um, Kelly Smith said, not a lot of dudes go to another dude's house to ask him to stop seeing his wife, then become friends. And Rebecca Crook wrote, only if cheater dude is a good mechanic. It's always good to have a friend like that. And then it made me think, you know, Tony seemed kind of like a dork. And I wonder if he kind of thought Rob was really cool. And he was be like... Sophie, Rob really likes me and he's so cool. I want to keep hanging out with him. Well, they did have, they did also have some stuff in common. I mean, he was a software engineer and Tony was a computer guy. Yeah. And they both liked food. They both liked food. Oh, brother. I think Tony developed a man crush on Rob and thought he was handy and cool and wanted to hang out with him more. Oh, yeah. Tony is a full on stalker. Yeah. See, I have no doubts he did it. Summer of Soaps. Did that prosecutor just say a child of tongue? That sounds like a Star Trek movie sequel. Right? Child of tongue. Uh, Rebecca Lord Crook. of the dance. After we had running in common, having an affair was the next step. Right? <laughs> Jamie Bailey. More confirmation that running is bad. It starts affairs. But I'm safe. <laughs> Rhonda Lynch. Why is Sophie sitting so close to the microphone? It's bugging me. Lysol wipe anyone? <laughs> Two people <laughs> noticed that she was making out with the, I don't get it. She uh, was. Widow VMM 104. Sophie just said gun like Inspector Clouseau. It would be like gun. Gun. Right? Yes. Gun. Uh, Adam Swiderski, the prosecutor, attended the William Shatner Dramatic Pause School of Law. <laughs> yes, he did. And the last one that killed me was Kaisler Soze. Sacre bleu. The femme fatale is taking the witness stand. Good. <laughs> it's all right now and i just really wanted to do a french accent um oh, it's not very so good. good i really apologize you yes, were brilliant no. No so yeah twitch twitter was great this year keep please keep tweeting this year love it. this whole year good job this year, sorry today last night i don't know when what what day is it but um, let's be honest 2017 is the year of the twitter I'm, oh yeah for that sure. is it's done yes that's it Yes. I want to so, join Twitter as a per- one of the personal accounts so I can keep up on all of the good stuff that's going on on Twitter because it seems to be yeah. where all the action it's is. It's not so much good stuff on Twitter. It's terrible stuff in I, life that's what I mean. that people you know make I mean. fun of on Twitter. That's what's going on. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of Twitter, our things in the news section, I wanted to bring up things in the news. I don't know. It's all in the oh, news. Oh, boy. Our For our listeners friend, out there, Zeke. Kimberly added new segment without telling me. This is yeah, it's news yeah. to me. <gasps> oh my god, our good friend Z Princess 
posted, she's our dear friend, posted a picture of Keith as a Cupid baby, as a naked Cupid baby. No, she did not. I had asked for last week and she made it come true. Now, Keith has not responded yet and I feel like he might be fearful. I tweeted, this is great, but our apologies for showing Keith naked as a baby. It doesn't show the respect that he deserves. But I'm really happy that someone just made our my my meme dreams come true. I, I asked cannot, for it. I know you we did. We wanted Keith to to start his own reality show where he puts forlorn lovers together. We did want that, them. but only you wanted Keith as baby in a baby Cupid in a diaper. Is he in a diaper? It's a diaper picture, right? He's not fully yeah. in the buff. I don't know which one's worse. And um, our new friend, who we don't even know, and her name's MGM Tattoos. She asked t- Dateline if there was a picture of Keith and Mankiewicz leaning against each other. And if said picture exists, could they please share it with us? Josh Mankiewicz wrote back saying, yes, the next time we are going to meet, we are going to do this picture for you. Keith wrote, I actually have leaned on Mank and he is quite sturdy. And then Dateline said, oh, well, we're going to keep this leaning Lester Holt rabbit ears picture in our pocket then for a while. And I wrote back, uh, what? Why aren't you getting more follow-up questions about this rabbit ear Lester Holt photo? Please don't just drop information like that and then walk away. But they do know how to to tell a mystery. So that is like them. So today they tweeted the picture and it's Josh and Keith leaning up against each other while at the same time, Keith is giving Lester Holt the bunny ears in the in the photo and it's that's so gonna beautiful. be my new profile picture it's that's so wonderful. beautiful like i almost went blind it was just <laughs> it was glorious it was just glorious and it's all because of mgm tattoos she made it happen and MGM i said tattoos you're amazing i said and they say heroes don't exist anymore Oh my gosh. And I also it's said true. there are two parts of our lives before we saw the double lean and after we saw the double lean. And we got a double lean with Rabbit Ears and Lester. All we need is Andrea Canning and Dennis Murphy sitting on the floor, laying down, like kneeling with yes. their hand yeah. under their chin, like they're at a slumber party, just watching, just yeah. fascinated by what's happening, I think. I want that as a Christmas card. Yeah, that'd yes. be wonderful. Yes. For Christmas um, slash slash holiday events, Hanukkah events, please. Did you say Sorry. Hanukkah events? No, no, here's the deal. Honestly, I had I had something in the back of my throat at that exact moment. <laughs> I heard it, and I thought I was just gonna keep going. I was gonna keep going and hope that it had not come out. Hanukkah had not come out. Hanukkah, and it did, and I I was gonna breeze right through. You're the one that called it out. I wasn't doing it on purpose. I, I'm what, a Jew. It's my this, job to call out Gentiles. But, but this was not this, this was not a this was not a croissant or a <laughs> bruschetta moment. This was not that kind of a moment. It was not on purpose. It came out with a, another thing that was in my throat. Okay. On, I swear, on accident. I did. Okay. You know, I thought you were just trying to all of a sudden be like really supportive. And Jewish. I was really. I'm gonna be a good. To... I'm, I haven't been a good enough friend to Kimberly oh, being Jewish. I was I'm really start over pronouncing Hanukkah. I was really hoping you hadn't heard it. I was really I hoping that it. I had had heard it incorrectly come out of my mouth. I'm. <laughs> 
I'm going to have to cut this all out. No, you're leaving it. That's all we have for you today. No, please leave it in. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review with the star and a comment. Even if it says this sucks, we just want the comments. Want to hear what you think, please. Please write us on Twitter and tell us what you think. If you don't leave us a review, you'll be forced to consummate an affair in a basement bedroom with a guy wearing Tony's itchy sweater and the defense attorney's pirate earring. That is your punishment. And remember, don't watch alone. Watch with us and DJ Tony Tongue bringing you the hottest jams for your drives into New Jersey to murder your wife's lover. Woo! Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.